0: Welcome to Cat
1: Chat.
0: Happy Tuesday! Happy Tuesday, October nineteenth, everyone, and uh, we're we're happy to be alive. Happy to see another Tuesday, and uh, so we uh, we're gonna we're gonna got some cool things to talk about today. Uh, New Mexico Rush gave me the shirt, so I, I always like to give a shout out. I like that shirt. For- yeah, yeah, New Mexico Rush. Um, so we're the the topic today is, and the topic we've talked about numerous times, and, it, and it's that important is uh, is preparing for a showcase, and specifically the how do you communicate with college coaches in the day of, and like what's going through a college coach's mind. So uh, we have Steve Axel from Cortland University, currently a top ten ranked program in the nation. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, we're just like our guest list is it's I don't know, man. We're going to have to, like, it's just massive now. So he hasn't been on the Today Show, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> Who has?
0: <laughs> Who has it? Uh, so as is, uh, is, is, is always, we are joined by the hot dog eating champion of Canton, Missouri, Tyler Tomlinson. Um, Supposed
1: to be putting my toppings on.
0: Is, what is, this, is What do you put? Yeah, you do know, sprinkle,
1: there? some onions, maybe some relish.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. Oh, this is Cap Chat you're listening to capchat the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States this is capchat all right we're we're gonna we're moving in a shaking here talking about getting ready for showcases and uh things are going and everyone's seasons going well Tyler, are you still ringing some ringing the bells up there
1: yep we're still we're still ringing the bells buddy
0: yeah so when's conference when's that uh, when's postseason start for you
1: uh, you know, well, we have to make it first. Uh, but no, uh, we have four games left. Okay. And uh,
0: so I want to ask a question. I think that will go into, that's going to lead into kind of showcase prep, but I'm just going to kind of put myself out there today is, so we had state cup and I coached no six team and we just got an eyelid. and we are really, really, really good team. And, um, and went in and just got, just got smoked. And, so the question is is I guess for you is 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 the mental aspect of this is can 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 you be over prepared or under prepared or do you think that like do you think my here's my logic I guess let me tell you this so we were winning a lot and I think we came into it too hot and I think sometimes is this underdog theory of you're coming in um, and you don't think and you have something to prove or the mental toughness of thing and. and um so it's really been on my mind so I kind of want to get your, your what's your thought on that is you know we we were by far the better team all weekend and uh we just self-imploded so I'm not sure any thoughts on that
1: Well I I well first of all it's funny that you bring that up uh I I feel like I I lived I don't think the, it's funny at all. almost the exact same moment mm-hmm. on Saturday
0: Oh okay okay
1: But I, I my first answer is that you you can definitely be underprepared Right, so I think our job on the coaches' side is to always make sure that not only is there enough information, but the information that you have to your team is is passed on well enough that they can apply it. Um,
0: can there be information? So, okay, on that same topic, then can there be information overload? Because we, like, do you think they can go, "Ooh, that's too much information," and then they're they're so worried about how to play it like this, that they, they break, they forget everything else. Is that, is that a possibility?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, we had um, a guy in our men's staff several years ago and yeah, he would do like three page scouting reports like per game. Um, That's just too much. It's just too much. So I definitely think that, I mean, he was talking about like this guy usually goes to the restroom at the 72nd minute, you know, (laughs) so just be prepared. He might sub out of the game. You know, so there there is definitely too much information as a, an issue. Um, but, yeah, on, on the side of where it, routine – I'm a big believer in routine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm a big believer in consistent language um, and then consistent expectations per – either if you want to do it positionally, you can do it positionally, or, you know, obviously you can do the, the four aspects of the game or – you know, out of possession, in possession, these are the things that we want to do. So all of those things I think are important as you prepare. Um, when you get to the psychology side of it, which you kind of, you guys fell victim to a little bit over the weekend. Um, yeah, that's something that, that I don't know. So here's the deal. So we, uh, we've been pretty good this year. Um, you know, we were 9-3-1 going into our, our game and we're playing against a team that just had one win on the year. And, uh, I mean, I could just tell you for some reason, Josh, right out of the, the breakdown, you know, we had a breakdown, hey, break. And uh, it was like, hey, go Wildcats or whatever, something really lame, right? Yeah. And I looked at my assistant coach and I was like, that's not good. I don't think we're, we're, we're ready to go here. And then in the first we're 15 not, we're minutes, not ringing we were
0: the bell down today. 2-0. That, so you knew it right away, though.
1: I did, but it, we we coach a sport. You can't call a timeout.
0: No, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we talked about a couple weeks ago. So you can, you can fake the injury,
1: <laughs> the, old, the old injury <laughs> fake. <laughs> <laughs> so at halftime, I even I even said to the team because I felt responsible. You know, I thought like, what did I do to not prepare us mm-hmm. well enough to for this game? And I don't know if I had the talk yet that you know we're kind of a smaller school, so a lot of times we go into the game with a chip on our shoulder. Um, And I don't, it's not going to be that way this year. Uh, And I I had to tell our kids that sometimes you guys are the ones now with the target on your back. When you're having a good season, everybody wants to beat you now. So you're going to get everybody's best. And if you're not able to grow and respond from that, then you can't grow the program to where it needs to go. And so that's kind of what our halftime talk was about now. This team that I'm coaching this year can take a punch and, and come back. So we, we're down 2-0. We scored three goals in five minutes, uh, and we're up 3-2 so, okay. at
0: So what do you think? Okay, because you're right. So what's the difference there, though? So we we were up 2-0 at halftime dominating. We were actually getting ready. We, we were a moment from putting in our backup keeper to get her some minutes. Mm-hmm. And we were like, once we go 3-0, we're going to put our keeper in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they scored three goals in, in <laughs> literally five and a half minutes. It, not even enough time to, to, like, it just was, oh, they scored a goal. Okay, let's think about this. Another goal. Okay, we got to make some changes. Oh, another goal. Okay, now what do we, like, and it just happened. And uh, you're right. We're in our second half, and now we can't, like, now we're trying to, and, and I just don't, I think I think it's the mental toughness, I think, is what we're missing there. Because you guys said you had it. You could take that punch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if as coaches, and I, I'm, you know, I, I think we overanalyze ourselves a lot. And I'm thinking, okay, did we not prepare enough for, for this? Did we not? get them ready to, to take a punch because they really, they haven't been down this year. And all of a sudden it happens and you can see their body just go, ah. Like you can see it in yeah. game film. Like that that third goal was it. Like we're like, I, I looked I like we're not coming back from this. Like yeah. you can just tell in their body language.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm a big believer in taking lumps as a part of learning. You know, I'll, I'll always go try to play a preseason game or I, or I will lose. You know, I, I want that. I, we have to feel that. We have to experience yeah. that. And so, um, that is a part. But you're right when you said we've we've never we, we let up three goals in, in like five minutes, and our team just has never done that. The bad part is you did it in a in the in a game you want to qualify for something else. The good part is that now you've experienced that, and now you've taken that punch. So those kids have that condition and that experience in their body to draw on it and not let it happen the next time. Um, so yeah. there is a is a bigger picture. Uh, approach that you can take to it and, and it's not all negative. And I think that's that's important. And yeah, it's it's a tough sport and, and and yeah, there's no timeouts and tactical changes have to be made. Sometimes at halftime, Josh, if we have like what you were in, if we have a 2 nothing lead, um I will make a a weird change. I think I've told you this before on so the show, just to make a change so we don't come out the same with the same complacency we did in the first half, uh thinking that we have this team beat. Uh, So like, hey, we're going to move this player around. I think we're going to really have to do this if we're going to stay in it, you know. Um, And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what we're doing. So now they go out and they're kind of focused on that change and they're not relaxed as much. So sometimes I'll make a change even when I don't have to make a change just to get them focused more and thinking more.
0: I see that. that, that, There's there's a certain amount of sense to that. That's why why you're on the show, man. Some people might think I'm overcoaching. I don't know. No, no, I like it. I like it. so. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Alex Miller. She is on our team. She begged us for a shout out. She listens to our podcast like every once in a while. So hey Alex. um as we <laughs> we talk about losing so there we go. But hey, let's uh let, let's get kind of get on the show. We're going we're going to talk to uh to Tyler and 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 can going to take us home. I tend to think of myself as a one man wolf pack. And my wolf pack grew by one.
1: It's time for Tyler's trends.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. oh
1: Josh, I might need your help with this one. Yes, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. So my trend is um, players now um, using uh, VO or Trace. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the conversations I've been having lately is I'll get you my film once I figure out how to use the technology that is really supposed to help our team. So (laughs) once we figure that out and I can get you my Trace (laughs) or whatever, I'm going to... I'm going to get it to you. So I'm in this trend of technology of where people are like, oh, it's awesome. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll take your film. In. Uh, well, I don't really know how to use it. So <laughs> this is where you come in as the club side to say like, hey, look, this is what you can do to, to get some help with that uh, and, and make it easier to get the technology in your advantage.
0: Uh, okay. So here's what I want to do, though. I want to pause Tyler's trim because that's a really good one. And I do want to bring Steve on because Steve is also our regional cap director up in the Northeast. Um, So I think he's going to be a good one to, to to chime in on this because that's those are good questions to have. And, and we're actually doing so uh, I do. So I do want to bring in uh, uh, Steve Axel here and um, this song has nothing to do with him. I just was in an eighties mood. Steve, how you doing? Good man. How are you? Good. So, Tyler, Steve, you know, so you know how every time I do something new for the uh, for the icon, uh, the yeah. Uh, no. uh, so it's all it's all Courtland colors.
1: Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. If you see it now, I actually, went and got
0: the the Cortland hex colors. So they are the exact colors from Cortland University. <laughs> it took me <laughs> it took me forty minutes to make this. Stupid icon so i want to make sure everyone knows that <laughs> all, right, steve. <laughs> all right steve uh welcome welcome uh, we're going to dive in you probably heard tyler's trend so let's uh steve i'm gonna let you take that uh, and we talk about the um, technology side of things because i know you guys use it too so uh, so let, let's go ahead and steve i'm gonna let you take that one
2: yeah uh, i wasn't where the question first catch me up on the question
0: oh go ahead tyler
2: Tyler's those
1: trends right so you know the, the trend that i'm kind of seeing now is a lot of players in the recruitment process have been saying um yeah i'm going to get you my highlights uh but my my team just started using trace or vo or we're using this new technology and i i personally don't know how to to get my highlights sorted necessarily but but it's supposed to help my team and me a lot. I just don't have anything yet for you. But once my family gets the technology figured out, we're going to get it to you. I'm, I'm getting that. I've gotten that a lot. I actually spent the last two weeks for whatever reason. So that's why I said I need Steve and Josh's help to try to figure out what advice can you guys give to the to the club players uh, that they can maybe speed up and expedite this process or understand the new technology that everyone's using.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm seeing that a lot, too, actually. Um, wow. And the uh, – you know the Uno, that footwear. Mm-hmm. You know they want to send the left and right footed data. Um, what else? Uh, the player tech. You know the catapult stuff, and they're sending I, me I, you know, I, how much
0: distance they sent in the games. On the Uno, do you guys? Because I've I've seen that. Too. Do you guys? I'm just blunt? Do you guys care about that? Like, do you guys look at them like, oh my god, that's so cool! You took thousand twenty two steps <laughs> in the first ten minutes. Like, do you, I mean, is that of any importance to you
2: guys? No, I don't think so. Oh. Not in the recruitment process because there's no way to compare it to what we're doing here. Uh, So I don't think it translates. And then, you know, my biggest piece of advice would be for them to to just try and simplify their process. I think, you know, if they get caught up in all of that, you know, data and trace and all of these other things, I mean, we just wanna figure out if they're good enough, you know, and I think, so for them to start small and to start, you know, I would say simple, that's probably their
0: best move at this point.
1: And I, th-
0: and I think they've made it really easy because we I, I, we use Veo and it's incredibly simple. Um, and we have, you know, for Rush players, we now have added the the easy way to, to, to edit it through College Fit Finder, your video. So like we've made this, I think Rush has, has at least simplified the process and I can't speak for other clubs um, beyond they're just not as good as us. But um, Veo makes it incredibly simple and that's for me what is troublesome because if they can't figure out how to use veil, I don't know, Tyler, have you ever logged into veil on the back end? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's simple and, and maybe I'm just being judgy, judgy, but it's like, if you can't figure out veil on how to make yourself a clip, you may struggle in college. <laughs> like you may want to stay home. I don't know. That's just, I, I don't know if that's too mean to say, but it's like, eh, veil is pretty simple. So is trace. Like it breaks it down for you and, and, and it gives you the clips you need. And, I don't know. Maybe I'm judgy, and I think I think it's kids being lazy is what it is. I think it's it's waiting for mom and dad to do it, and to me that that's a red flag to go. Okay, you're not you're not taking the time to figure this easy. It's it's not like the old VHS when you had to mail it and splice it and right. tape it together, right? I mean, it is literally there for you, and you can edit it. And I I, I to me that's a red flag. Kids are just being lazy. I don't know. That maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm too harsh on them.
1: Is it an accessibility issue? Like, so the kids automatically have access to to those highlights?
0: Yeah, they do. So you, um, yeah, you can get it. And then, yeah, it's, it's an easy process. And I don't know. I don't know if I'd admit that. Tell a coach, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm working on this. I'll get it to you. I don't know if I'd admit. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if you want to admit that you can't figure technology out. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I think you hit the nail
2: on the head with. I think it's mom and dad that can't figure it out right? because the system itself, you know, if you're 15, 16 years old, I mean, like Josh, like you said, the system's probably pretty easy for a 15, 16 year old, right? Like they've been working with technology their whole lives at this point. So I think that's probably an indication that mom and dad can't figure it out Mm -hmm. and no one's done it for them yet. So yeah, like you said, it's probably a red flag.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Some kids are going. Oh man,
1: <laughs> <laughs> They <It> got me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, let's. Um, so that, that. I mean, that's good. I mean, and I think it's. Um, it, it, it's good for them to know that. So let's. We're gonna get, dive into the main topic, Tyler. That's a good. Those are good ones. Um, always, Tyler always includes us in this stuff here. So, um, we're talking about preparing for showcase. We are actually coming into showcase season. Um, and and um, for everyone, I. I I call it showcase season because colleges are normally done um, around November ish, and then they can really start coming into it. And I know uh, Steve, I'll let you comment on, you know, you don't recruit during season. So I thought that was an interesting comment. I think you're probably not far off from from most people as well, but um, so we're going to talk about preparing for a showcase kind of quickly in advance. And then I want to kind of talk about the, the game day prep and what matters up until the game. So, um, so I think one of the best things, you know, we talk about emails and t- I mean, try to try to do some things um, to get out in advance. And so for Tyler and Steve, the week of how many emails are you getting before you go to a showcase?
1: Go ahead, Steve.
2: Uh, I would say upwards of maybe 100, 150.
0: Tyler, about the same.
1: Oh no, no, we're close to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, for me, it, I, I often, sometimes will um, judge a showcase on my attendance. Sometimes on the the amount of student uh, student athletes that are looking at possibly wanting me to come watch. You know, so. But yeah. do you sign
0: up for the, the, the showcase then? Do you say, okay, I'm going to go to the showcase and then wait to see how many people email me if I'm going to go or not?
1: Sometimes I do, to be completely honest. Uh, there's some I just I will never miss. I'll always attend. And then some are, you know, if it's worth the trip, it's worth the trip. Um, you know, I'm not going to go to a showcase and sit on the sidelines for nobody that's interested in coming to my particular college. It'd be a waste yeah. of my time. So that's my approach to it.
0: So, so, Steve, do you do you sign up for showcases and, and, and kind of do the same thing to see uh, is someone going to are, – are people going to reach out to me and attend and d- decide from there, or do you, do you have your schedule scat? I'm going here regardless.
2: Yeah, for us it's a little bit different being a state school. So we're more of just, you know, an exhaustive search of New York State. Um, so we don't spend random dollars outside of New York State kids. Um, you know, if a kid pops up and we're going to be at the showcase – they're really interested, of course, Um, you know, we'll go and watch them. But I always say we don't spend random dollars. Uh, And then, so, you know, any tournament that's really heavy with New York teams and the top New York club teams, uh, we're definitely going to go to regardless. And sometimes I won't sign up just knowing that everybody and their mom is going to email us regardless whether they're interested or not. And so then I'll kind of wait and see, you know, that reverse end of, all right, well, who emailed me? even though I didn't sign up to attend, yeah, wondering if I'm going anyways. Uh, So then maybe that's a bit more of a true indicator. Uh, So I really like the kids, regardless of whether I'm signed up or not, I like the kids that email us, you know, and kind of let us know where they're going to be and ask if we're
0: going to be there too. That You know, that was my leading. The next question is because people always, you know, we do these regional showcase teams, you go this and this, like has, has the list of coaches been announced? And my response is, is the same is, ignore the list and, and if you think you, you guys can agree or disagree and i'm okay if you obviously disagree but i think the list is 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 i want to say useless but you're right some people don't sign up some people do sign up just to see are they going to get emails sometimes i've been signed up for a showcase that i, I didn't sign up for <laughs> like it's just they put your name on there to yeah. say oh look you know they're going and so and we put so much emphasis on this and now i'm i'm, I'm seeing that the list of college coaches are not coming out to a week or two before and so now you now coaches that are attending like 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 Steve said you're getting everyone an email i just think to me that list is kind of it's it's only, the only indicator of that list is look at last year's list and if a lot of coaches went it's probably a good showcase to attend and, and that's to me how you use it and like Steve said is is i'm telling find the list of schools that you you're interested in and invite them and invite them, and, and that to me is what you should do. Ignore the to me that's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys think of that. It's a long, long ramble, but
1: I think that's a good approach. Absolutely, I think that the schools that you're interested, in, you need to keep them aware of opportunities to see you play, whether they've signed up or registered for a particular showcase or not. You want their eyes on you, so be the one that, in the recruitment standpoint as a player, is the one that's proactive. What do you think, Steve?
2: Yeah, for sure, and I think. You know, what a way to sell yourself too as a kid, if, you know, you reach out to a coach that's not on the list and say, Hey coach, you know, look, I looked at the list of coaches that are going and that's great and all, but you're my number one, right? Like I really want to play in front of you. Here's an opportunity. If not, what else can I do to get in front of you? I think that kind of blends that too of, you know, what can I do as a kid to get in front of you? And then also lets me know that you're proactive, whether I'm, I'm on a list or not. Um, I think those are great emails. How
0: early, and so this is another thing I think that we as club systems or have failed because we typically like the week before we email. And how early should should you could you start emailing um, to say hey I'm I'm attending the showcase I just because I know in a month we have the Gallagher friendlies that most people in the Midwest go to so just use that but how early do you start saying hey coach. I'd love to come watch, have you come watch me play. What do you guys think of that process? Tyler, go ahead.
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, like too early, you you may get lost, you know? So I I personally am okay with like uh, 10 days out, you know, I'm going to probably start compiling my list uh, around that time personally. Um, I don't think for me it's a race to be the first person on the radar for a showcase, um, that's okay. That if you're not first in line uh, to tell someone you're you going, so that's my approach.
0: What, but if you, what, what about? Can you? I mean, if you email. Well, Steve, go ahead. Go give your response, and I'll chime back in. I think just
2: any time that they can stay out of that five to seven days prior for me, because that's that's for us when every kid, you know, their parents are. Hey, have you emailed coaches yet? And then they email all 30 coaches that are on the list. Right. And then, you know, those like three and four days out. I mean, that for me is when they're going to get lost. So, you know, you come in with 20 other that day. Um, So I think that's a tough time. So staying before that for me is really big. Um, I think the post, you know, emailing us afterwards. Yeah. Uh, cause that's when it's pretty quiet. You know, everybody wants to be seen, uh, and then, you know, very few or a smaller percentage, I would say, uh, are really diligent with the follow up. So I
0: like the follow ups too. I think that's spot on. And, and you know, and to, let me get back to your follow ups. So here's my here's my thought process on on email. And let me know, you guys, if you if you, it's a waste of time. Um, and but I've been telling you know, 30 days in advance, and you need to send four emails. So by the time you get, by the time you come in, so now it's hey, Coach Tomlin, I'm coming. I got a showcase in a month. I don't know if you're planning on attending. I'd love to to invite me to come watch me play. I don't have the schedule. I'll let you know. And then 10 days you follow up and say, hey, coach, the schedule's not released yet. I just want to let you know. I told you to follow up, and I'm going to. And then when the schedule's released, you shoot, hey, coach, here's my schedule. Um, And even maybe a couple days in advance, say, hey, schedule hasn't changed because, I mean, schedule has changed like crazy now. still the same schedule. I'm going to be wearing uh, game one blue, game two white, game two white, game three white. Uh, have safe travels. I'll see you there. Now I know that seems like a lot, but to now you don't get lost in the mix. And so now when you're preparing, whether you prepare two weeks in advance or a week in advance, your name stands out. And now you go, oh, I remember Susan emailing me. I I, I have to go watch her play because she's made this. They've made this much effort. I'm at least going to give them that. Now I don't know if you guys think that's a waste of time or not. No,
2: I think it takes very little time on the players end, you know, relative to the value that they're going to get for us actually watching them play and dedicating, you know, a half or a whole game to watching them. I think the, you know, investment of time into that is actually still pretty small in terms of what you're going to get out of it by sticking out, you know, not just being another name on a list, but, you know, being a a name that our attention is drawn to when we're creating our schedules. I think that's huge.
1: Yeah, I I like that process um i like the diligence there and uh, i think that's good advice i've
0: been telling kids that for four years i was hoping you guys would like it (laughs) so let's go uh so now so we're talking about emails and so you know the emails you send in advance what do you what challenges do you guys as coaches face as you are preparing to go to or roadblocks or hurdles or um as you guys prepare to go to a showcase?
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, schedule conflicts at the big ones. You know, you're looking at you want to go watch two games, but they're at the same time and not at the same location. So I think, you know, I think from a player standpoint, understanding that we might only get a half to come watch you play. You know, our our entire weekend can't be dedicated to watching you two or three times. Uh, As much as we would probably like for some of those players that are really interested um, and those players that are really good, we would love to, but – just not cost productive for us. Um, so I think like a big challenge for college coaches is just to try and come up with their schedule that makes sense. Um, and actually we've run into it before where, you know, there's times where I can't see everybody play, you know, you have to make a decision of, do we see this team for a half or that team for a half, you know, and you're going to miss some kids out of that. So I think understanding that showcases get really busy, mm-hmm. uh, and showcases are trying to jam a lot of games at the same time. uh, That's a tough part. And
1: Josh knows one of my pet peeves about showcases is they have all the same age groups playing at the exact same time throughout the tournament, which if you're going to be a college showcase, that makes no sense to me. You know, Have different ages playing at the same time so you can consistently watch uh, players at a certain level throughout the day if you want, but that's just me you know, talking about the setup of things. But it
0: oh, I, I, Tyler, I think you Tyler, I think you're spot on. I I think showcases are becoming less about the coaches. And really, in, in reality, it is about the coaches. Like, how easy can we make the coaches live? Like, can you put four game? You know, can, can you have four fields and put coach in the middle so we can just spin? And I know that seems stupid. But, you know, Tyler, if you think of Few soccer park, that's, you know, we can sit in the middle. We can watch games. And, and but you're right. You're different complexes and you're across, like, uh, and it's really, really hard um, to to catch those games, and I, I i don't think I don't think showcases do enough to to really help college coaches out and and promote. I think it's just a, let's let's get money and let's get coaches here, so it looks good.
1: Well, it also makes scheduling easier when you can do something like that. But if you do take the time and take into consideration geography of the fields and the location of the fields, that could you know, be more beneficial to, to college coaches, seeing as many players as possible. Mm-hmm. If you're going to label it a college showcase, it it's just a tournament, it's a tournament. Then you need to get the games over with. They can all play at the same time. But if you're going to label yourself as a showcase, then that's, we need to take into consideration mm-hmm. the a max amount of availability to see as many mm-hmm. kids as possible for the kids, not for the coaches too, just for the, kids right. my approach is for the kids. Um, but yeah, other little things, Jersey numbers are important. Jersey colors can be important. Uh, Last big hurdle that we deal with, uh, I'm sure you deal with it in, in New York, right? Is uh, changes in time based off weather conditions and things like that, and staying up to date with coaches if, if you can, with another quick email or mm-hmm. a quick text if you're allowed to, um, to to update on changes. Because uh, you know, I've been the, I think I saw Josh at a showcase one time, and I was like, it rained yesterday. Everybody's at a different field a different time. I have no idea where anyone is, so I'm going home. And you were like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so. yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's hard enough when it starts raining to keep coaches there and let them know. When you go to a field and like, uh, yeah, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was the so let's um so so day of, uh, and, and you and you you mentioned jersey numbers because I think that's another thing people forget is like oh I'll just uh, no, I'll just there, there's there's two number fives, and I don't think they realize how detrimental. And I think it's probably more on the coaches. Say, guys, this like even if you duct tape it, I'm I mean, I know it doesn't look as cool, but who cares? Like, if there's two number fives and we have to start asking, Hey, what number five am I looking at? (laughs) That's a really that sucks. Like, I know that seems so simple, but you're right. Like, and it happens all the time. Like, because I know people getting guest players and that that happens, and that's fine. They go, and now you have two number fives, and I've seen fields they have three number 15s, and like, how in the world do you expect? That's to know what number 15 is, you know, and it, I think that's a huge thing when you talk about game day stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think coaches shy away from that at times because you don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to one email the wrong kid or take notes for one kid on the other, <laughs> right? Like you want to do your job really well. Um, and you're certainly not going to just roll the dice and risk emailing the wrong kid in an evaluation, you know, yeah. or that you thought that they were great.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's tough.
0: So let's talk game day real fast, and then and then we'll be out of here. And um, so, just specifically, do how important do you guys pay attention to like the pre-game organization, discipline of, of players? Um, you know, do you, do you watch the warmups? Do you listen to what players are saying? Do you does it matter? I mean, how, how does that does that play into uh, anything when you guys are out watching? Tyler, go for it.
1: Yeah. So for me, if if we're talking the showcase world. Typically, I'm going to be early if it's a goalkeeper. Um, I'll try to get to the field before the game starts just because that might be the only action uh, that player sees in a game. So I, I, I'm trying to get ahead and think ahead. Um, otherwise, you know, to me, in a showcase sense, there's not a lot of um, me paying attention to a pregame because I'm, I'm going to be on the run. If I have 20 minutes to wait for this game to start or I can go watch another kid for 20 minutes, I'm going to go watch the other kid. And so that's that's my approach. Uh, maybe the only time I can swing by and get a snack or something to eat <laughs> is during a pregame, you know, to keep yourself fueled, to go from like an, a nine to four or something like that throughout the day. So, yeah, but goalkeepers for me, that that would be one of the, the exceptions that I make where I am keen on a pregame. Um, so that, that's my answer. Steve might be different because we, we have, once again, we have different numbers looking at us here and there.
2: Yeah, I would say – and maybe not just pregame, but just all of the other things that go on. You know, when the coach is talking, are they looking at their coach, right, or are they the kid in the back bouncing a ball and juggling? Um, you know, what do they do? They drop litter, you know, a, a wrapper from a candy bar, right? Like when their you know team is all kind of huddled together. Language: What kind of language are they using after the game or walking to and from fields? I'm actually big. I, everybody that knows me knows I'm a little bit kind of sneaky, and I'll try and get like a lot of those different notes on our very top kids um, just to try and weed out, you know, the difference between, you know, an A recruit and an A minus recruit, right? Like you might be really good, but if somebody else that's really buttoned up comes along, you know, it's going to be less headache for us down the road. Um, And again, I think because, you know, we're just looking at New York state, we can be a little bit more picky. You know, we're not trying to, you know, we've got the numbers coming in, which means our standards can be maybe a little higher. And some of those little things I think uh, not all the time, but sometimes they can be the differentiating factor.
0: I, I think no, I think for sure. I mean in and I think the thing that people miss is most of these turf fields are they are they're, they're small tight spaces. So we're watching a game when the next team's warming up. Yeah. And, and and that's and and that's what I i hear the most like i am sitting there i'm watching but steve i'm with you like i'm listening to what is saying here and and i'm listening to what this other team is doing as they warm up or do they even notice me or do they keep going in front of me or are, are they what are they are they talking smack on each other you're right those conversations to me are very important because it's the you know what what's the quote about me and ham it's the the uh what you do when no one's looking is what Matt. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You know the quote I'm trying. I can't think of mm-hmm. it. The Definition of a champion is, is someone bent over when no one's looking. And so right now the, these players are loose, and this is kind of the true self coming out. And I think those those to me are really important moments that you kind of hear things go. Ooh, I, I what that is the player I was going to watch, at, but maybe not anymore. I don't know, Tyler. If you listen to it, I know obviously Steve does. But
1: well, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's the, you're you're right. You're packed in, and there's there's people all around you. People are warming up right next to you and yeah we 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 were up in uh iowa for a showcase and there was a team right behind us uh you know stretching and stuff before the game and uh, this is is an interesting story and one of the players just just rips one (laughs) and then you know they just let her have it like the rest of the time um, and it was one of those situations, like one of the girls was like, oh, there's college coaches right there. Sorry, college coaches, you know, Miranda's <laughs> stinky today, you know, like, so, you know, you're going to, you're going to be right there and, and be a part of some of the interesting conversations, but sometimes it's okay. Cause you got kids got to be kids, you know, you No, that, that
0: that's true. No, no, no. That part is funny. I, I would probably recruit that kid. <laughs>
1: <You're right. laughs> the gassy kid. Yeah. Who farted over there? You're coming with me. <laughs> what number are you wearing today?
0: <laughs> What's uh biggest pet peeve? Um, Biggest thing that, um, that that teams need to do better when they go to showcases. Teams as a whole, or, or individuals. I think teams as a whole is. Yeah, what what do teams that need to do better to help help their players? Probably falls on coaches and managers. But what is what do they need to do better as a team to prepare for showcases? I
2: think just getting in the wrong brackets. I think that's my biggest pet peeve for showcases. You know, the ones that either get shelled ten nothing, or mm. they're just killing everybody else in the bracket. You know, somewhere along the line, whether that's the coach or you know, the technical director, DOCs, whoever's putting them in those showcases, making sure that they're in an appropriate level. I think that's probably the number one pet peeve for me.
0: Interesting.
1: Tyler? Um, my two would be, you know, make sure your rotations are, are even enough in a game. So I can if I have twenty five minutes to watch a kid, I I actually get to see the kid during that yeah. time. So rotations are important. If once again, if it's a showcase and that's our that's our, our main objective. Uh, and two would be, um, you know, positionally, right? Um, you know, I, uh, once again, coaching club, I don't know a lot of the ins and outs when it comes to where someone's going to play in a showcase, but you want to highlight your strengths, obviously, during that time. So trying your best as a coach to to put a kid in the, in the correct spot, especially if they know a coach is going to be coming to a game. They can have those conversations with the players before the games begin. Hey, who's got someone coming today or this game or whatever? And that's okay mm-hmm. to, to ask that.
0: Well, and I think coaches get so caught up because you're right. Showcases don't like there's no champion. A true showcase, you just get three games, and it doesn't matter. Like we don't. And if yeah, you're right. You should rotate. Uh, my my. Uh, I tell you, my pet peeve is uh, team rosters. It's um, empty it's, rosters. Yeah. Sometimes it's an embarrassment that you go and they don't have team rosters, um, and, and it, it's bad. Like you said, you go and and you try to. You know, you and we can't rely on tournaments anymore to do that. I think you have to, as a team, say, Okay, I'm going to have my own roster because a big roster book is hard to flip through and and I think it's hard to do. So, as a team, you have to have a team roster and you have to have a team mom or dad that hands out rosters to college coaches. I think that 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 is that is missed a lot as well. So, So I've
2: got another pet peeve. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to add another. Um, When I like. The rotations and treating it like a showcase, I think that's all good. Uh, I don't like when the mood of the team gets so loose that they're, we're actually not seeing them be truly competitive and yeah. trying to win the match. That's true. Um, I don't, nobody's recruiting these kids to play in an adult co-ed league. It's you know, <laughs> just supposed to be fun. So you have to see the competitive side. That's of it. true as well. Sometimes that gets lost in translation on the club side, and the games just turn a little bit vanilla for yeah. you.
0: I could see that. No, you're right. That is a that is a, that is a balance, and um, so I think the takeaways is um, prepare. You no, know, let's start reaching out to coaches 30 days 30 days in advance. Um, be aware that colors coaches are always watching, uh, no matter if you're warming up, if you're warming up your team and passing gas. But coaches coaches are always watching. So be diligent. Send emails in advance. Send a follow up thank you email. Um, put yourself in the in, in the right bracket, and, and get team rosters. Like that, that is, and it's these little things that if you can do, I think you're, you're going to maximize your time at a showcase. So, um, Tyler, Steve, any last words? I'm all set.
1: You it. Hey, my, uh, my cousin just graduated from from Cortland, Steve. So, great job there. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Small world. Did yeah. he play? Uh, it, uh, she was an education major and just got her master's. So, no, yeah, she didn't play. The, uh, Dude they, they, my, my family lives in Auburn.
2: Oh very good. Yeah, yeah. that's close. Yeah. Small world. C yeah, right, you know, like, huh? Steve and I have a great extension score.
0: Good for her. Dude, it's such a small world. There's no doubt. That's a whole different topic that how small the coaching world is. So but uh all right everyone, this is uh this has been CapChat, so thank you so much and uh, we're gonna we're gonna see you next week. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of CapChat, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is CapChat.